My name is Tom Dillon. I'm a historian and uh, a tutor as well. I teach uh, courses in genealogy, local history, folklore and history at uh, Antoker Adult Education Centre in Causeway. Uh, tonight we're here in Kerry County Museum and I'm going to be talking about Halloween and uh, the folklore associated with Halloween and its origins as a festival way back in Celtic times. So um, uh, Halloween has, you know, really a, f- a long, fascinating history, and it's a, it's a festival which is around a long, long time, and it continues to evolve. That's the fascinating thing about it, you know. So um, uh, I suppose the, f- uh, the festival, the Celts, the Celts had uh, celebrated their New Year on the first of November, so the day, the night before us. They believed that uh, day began, the, uh, a particular day began on the night before. And uh, that's how then uh, the Feast of Samhain, as it was called, uh, was celebrated on, on the night of the 31st of October. So mm-hmm. if we think of the, our names for Halloween, Ihahona, well, that's where that comes from, you know, the Feast of Samhain. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a time that was associated with the dead, that uh, uh, you had the, 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 the Celtic god, the chief Celtic god was the Dogda, and then also then the goddess then was the Morrigan, and she, was, she would turn into a raven and uh, guide the souls of the dead into the afterlife. If you ever see that... Uh, st- no, never. Yeah, that, you know that statue up in the GPO in Dublin of Cú Cullen when he died, he was tied to the rock, and uh, the Morrigan landed on his shoulder in the shape of the raven, uh, and that's how they knew he was dead then, that, uh, that the raven could land there. And uh, Halloween was always associated with the dead, even back at that, that stage, mm-hmm. that the, the veil between this world and the next was, was at its thinnest, and people believed that the dead would come back for one night, and they'd, they'd actually stay up at night time in their holes. This was something that continued on up in the recent times. People would stay up late at night time and they'd lay out food on the table, maybe water and milk, uh, food, uh, bread, and uh, they'd stoke up the fire and have a blazing fire going, and they'd leave, they'd have the chairs arranged around the fireside as well. And then the door would be left either open or unbolted, and the windows might be left open, so that, uh, and they'd wait up, and they'd expect uh, a visit from one of their ancestors, one of the dead, and they'd oh tell them about the news. Yeah, yeah. You get the chills listening know, to that. I know, yeah. Is I know. that why November 1st is All Souls, or so, yes. all souls Day? Yeah, so you see, eventually what happened was the church, the church, um, uh, Halloween, the, the, word, the, name, the word Halloween comes from uh, All Hallows, and that was celebrated on the 1st of November, and Hallows meant the Holy Ones. So the, the Holy Ones, uh, if we think about saints, they have a halo around their head so that we know they're a saint, and when we see uh, illustrations or pictures of them, and uh, that's all say all all saints day is on the first of November. So the church had uh, wanted to have a particular day where it celebrated all the saints who had been martyred for their faith. And originally that day was in May, May the thirteenth. Mm-hmm. So they figured out anyway that because all this kind of old Celtic uh, pagan kind of um, in their eyes pagan uh, celebration was still going on in November, they actually moved the date from the t- May thirteenth to the first of November. So the That's old. A big jump. It's a big jump, yeah. It's a big jump, but it kind of, it kind of, it's like an awful lot of things like Holy Wells and and even a lot of the stuff associated with Saint Bridget. That kind of stuff was pre-Christian, and by adopting it into the new Celtic uh, Christian religion, uh, it survived, and Christianity was able to to kind of take over then as well eventually like so that was the whole idea of it and the whole of course the whole month of November is all about the dead and about the holy souls and people pray for the dead um, and um, that's uh, something that's observed in in, uh, in all the Christian churches and that's where all Hallows Eve then came in if you often hear Halloween referred to as that and uh, that was the night uh, the, where the vigil was kept before all Hallows Day eventually Hallows Eve became 
Halloween eventually that's and that's where the, the word came from so what I'm hearing here is much more than dressing up and getting a few sweets at the door yeah <laughs> more, more than that more than that actually like the, the, the whole idea of trick-or-treating as well actually uh, the, uh, we were talking about how the dead could come back for one night only and you see it wouldn't be only your ancestors that would come back it would be the bad people as well the bad spirits and uh, people if you wrong the dead you wouldn't want to be discovered so that's why people start to wear costumes so they wouldn't um, um, be recognised oh. yeah and, and then eventually then the tradition then of trick-or-treating as well uh, or in its original form came about where uh, instead of going around looking for sweets in a, pe- a person's house you would pray for you would promise to pray for the dead in exchange for whatever they would give you so that was where that came about as well so that's what trick-or-treating is and you see like uh, originally uh, trick-or-treating is for kids and kids dress up in costumes but just shows you as well how halloween has evolved in that uh, it's not just kids that dress up no anymore it's the so adults as well the there you go <laughs> there you go big Halloween parties like you know and Halloween costumes are a big seller like Halloween is so commercialised now as a, as a festival all over the world there's billions spent on it all over, all over uh, the world every year you know and people buying costumes sweets and everything like you know so it's it's, it's mad like uh, how it, but it just shows how it continues to evolve mm-hmm. as well like you know so and then the whole idea as well of bonfires people will well know uh, Halloween as, as a bonfire night and people would like bonfires and the bonfires were all uh, the idea behind that was that they were frightening away the evil spirits as well okay. and people would gather around the bonfires and then they'd throw bones and this was going way back now into Celtic times um, that the cattle around this time of year and the livestock would be brought down from the mountain pastures for where they were grazing during the summer and they'd be brought down around the, the homestead at this time of year and um, the animals would be picked out to be slaughtered for the winter, for meat for the winter. Oh so the bones then would be thrown into the fire and they would crack in the fire and people would hear them crack and that's where the word bonfire, bonfire comes from. Okay, yeah. right. Yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah. There's, uh, um, there's huge Irish links as well with Halloween, isn't there? Oh, massive, yeah, massive. So... Um, uh, the, the, uh, I suppose, like when we think about the, the bonfire, right? People, uh, the story was that people would would uh, let would re- their their fires would be left uh, die out in their homes on Halloween night, right? And they would be rekindled in. They'd bring home an ember from the bonfire, the community bonfire, and and they'd light the fire in their house uh, with that ember, right? Mm-hmm. But the fire, the, the the ember would be brought home in a turnip which was hollowed out. Now they didn't have turnips going way back. I don't know what they used, but. <laughs> Uh, uh, the turnip, will be, the ember will be placed in the turnip and be brought home. And you see, when Irish immigrants then went to America uh, and Scottish immigrants as well, because they had sown there as well. It was a Celtic festival, so it existed as well in Scotland and the Isle of Man. And and, um, and it, there was a different version of it in Wales in, in terms of the other Celtic countries. But uh, the immigrants took the traditions of Halloween with them to America, and like the the turnip is a good example where they struggle to find turnips over there. If you've ever tried carving a turnip, you'd know it's not very easy. So they found pumpkins were a lot easier to find and a lot easier to carve. And eventually the the, the pumpkin replaced the turnip. Okay. And of course, Halloween being so commercialised now, the pumpkin has come back across the Atlantic, mm-hmm. and that's what we're carving today, and we can buy them in the shop. So mm-hmm. it just uh, it just shows like how Halloween the traditions are constantly evolving all the time, you know. So even I remember even even as a young lad, you'd never uh, see see pumpkins in the supermarkets. Mm-hmm. Like you know, even Halloween costumes. People are fighting for them now. They're fi- they are, yeah, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. And like you, they're Lidl and Aldi and, and all the different <laughs> shops, like you know, and um, like uh, Halloween costumes going back maybe t- maybe twenty. Well, thirty years ago, let's say, would be the black bin liner bag. bag. I had that, and I was only about fifteen years ago. So. Are you serious? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and cut the top, a hole in the top, and two two and holes for the arms. Like, a sheet would be a ghost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Exactly. So it just shows, like, uh, you know, and, and even the mass as well were so much simpler compared to what they have now, like, you yeah. know. So, um, again, it just shows, like, how, again, it's become so so commercialised. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, then you had all the games then that were played at Halloween. So, Which had, were very simple, weren't they? They were simple. They were simple. And, and they had meaning behind all of them as well, of course, like, because... Um, you had, um, like as we said, we, people looked at, at the past times. Halloween was a time where people looked at the past and remembered their ancestors, but it was also a time where they looked to the future. And there were lots of games played where they'd uh, divination games, uh, and where they'd be trying to tell their fortune and they'd be trying to find out would they get married, who would they get married to, what would be their name. So there was all these different games that they played. Like in Snap Apple was one of them. For everyone has played that, where you have like a, a card and the apple is suspended from maybe a door frame or the ceiling, and you try to take it with your hands behind your back. You try to take a bite out of the apple, yeah. but seemingly the story was that if you got a first bite, you'd find love quickly. <laughs> And the more and the more uh, bites than it took, your chances were dwindling all the time, like you know. <laughs> so and then they had uh, one as well, uh, bobbin for apples. They put the apples into the basin of water with yeah. maybe a coin, and again, everyone has played that, and you'd be there trying to trying to get the uh, the apples. Uh, you know, you'd again, you'd anyway. have a wet face. You would, yeah, yeah, you would. You wouldn't probably swallow a lot of water as well, like you know, in the process. Like, so there was lots of games, and then. Um, I suppose the, the most famous, uh, di- there were dishes then that people would eat, certain foods as well that would be eaten at Halloween time. Colcannon would be a famous one. People would uh, would have eaten that and uh, made from potatoes and there'd be a big plate of that put up on the table and there would be a ring hidden inside of it. Yeah. And everyone would take what they wanted and the person that found the ring then, would uh, they'd be married within the year, by the way. And people well know that now, uh, uh, more associated with the, the barn brack, the barring brack, yeah. like, you know, that would be a big thing at Halloween as well. And there'd be all different things put into it, like uh, you'd have the ring, you be married within a year if you there might be a coin put in there that you'd be you'd be rich there might be a thimble was another one that you could you would either be a spinster spinster or you'd marry a tailor Okay, so right. there was lots of different am ones. Am I right in saying there was like a little, little piece of white cloth or am I... There was, yeah. yeah. Let, that could either mean po- you'd be you'd be poor or you'd marry a poor person or that you'd go and join the priest or the nun. So it depends on, on what... See, they all, they all give them different meanings, like, you know. So yeah. there was... A, there, were, there were lots of interesting games anyway, you know. And people... It was, all, it was a night that was, in, in a major way, looked forward to by people. If you read the old folklore records there, they, they talk about, um, you know, how people look forward to Halloween so much over the year. Um, and, and young and old would play these games like, and they'd take great uh, sport out of them Do you think, like as you said, it's gone very commercialised now but you know, we're, we're getting rid of all the oldness to it and all the old folklore, is it as popular as it once was? Do you think it is dying out in a small way? Mm, I don't know, see it depends on how like marketing or business marketing does a huge, a great job of promoting this as a festival like you because know, it's making people money and yeah. it's a bit like Hall- or uh, St Valentine's Day would be no different, Christmas even you know, you'd even wonder like the true meaning of Christmas is that even lost in in the in the rush to buy presents every year? Like you know, because it's not meant to be about money. Like you know, is it and, and presents and, and all that? So um, you'd wonder. You know, I I think Halloween. Like um, I know, of, I suppose really we don't really have in my locality there were always bonfires at, at, on Halloween and we we'd uh, have a great time. Uh, go on to them but uh, I suppose they die out the weather depends on the weather as well like you know so yeah. whether people can do it but I think it's something that uh, is surviving I think like you know but um, it's hard to kill all these kind of old folk customs because they're so deeply embedded in what it means yeah. to be Irish well, it's like, when you actually hear the, the reasons behind everything like for example yeah. like just getting the ring in the barren bracket you're like oh I got a ring whereas you just went through all the reasons why you would have gotten it yeah. we forget that we forget it yeah we forget it so um, and you know um, um, I suppose 
uh, people people if they're aware of these things then they pay heed to them and you know they kind of survived and like longer like in people's minds like you know so um uh, I, I i guess uh like halloween would be a time very much associated with the supernatural and like people the fairies and uh, all the different ghosts and the supernatural beings would be out and about in that particular night and the banshees see, and all the banshees <laughs> and all that exactly yeah and uh you see i suppose like people um do people believe in those things anymore you know and light has made it like since rural electrification came in the 1950s like that has made a huge uh, difference in people's lives you know maybe all these things are still out in the fields like and we don't we're, just, we're, we're too busy watching EastEnders or Coronation Street or something to, to see them like maybe I don't know yeah. but uh, you'd still hear like I'd often you'd often hear people saying they saw unusual things and things like that Jack, you know so yeah. and then you um, ask them how much did you have to drink and well yeah you see that's the, uh, yeah whiskey was often a part or drink was often a part of it like you know yeah like, you know the, uh, like uh, uh, people were always afraid years ago to uh, to be going out on their own at night time particularly on Halloween and uh, you'd, you'd certainly stay away from places like Ring Forts because you'd be the, the idea was you would be waylaid by the fairies and uh, you know you could be kept all night or captured for good like you know so there was all that kind of stuff yeah yeah and if if, uh, if they took you uh, you could only escape from them by walking around the, the fairy fort three times yeah often then you'd hear stories of people going into fields at night time and they wouldn't be able to find their way out again you ever heard that one? No. no yeah, never. yeah. That happened. Uh, I, I know one man that happened to, and um, the only way you can get out is if you turn your coat inside out. Seemingly, <laughs> that's the secret of it. Like you know, so yeah. So there was lots and lots of stories about that. Like you know, and then there were lots of stories as well associated with the fairies and animals. Like you know, the fairies would be very much associated with the hair. Like you know, mm-hmm. and uh, there was lots of stories. There was a story there in my own neighbourhood about a, fa- a man. He was hunting with his dog, and uh, the dog chased. Uh, the hare he, he wounded the hare in the leg and the hare ran into a ring fort so the man followed the dog into the ring fort after the hare and when he went in there wasn't a hare in there but there was a woman with a wound on her leg the same place where the hare had been had been um, uh, bitten yeah. yeah and even going back into into mythology uh, there are stories like of the very same uh, uh, theme as that uh, only that uh, associated with Oshin that Oshin was the was the hunter and he chased the, the, the hare into the fort and it turned out to be a woman. You'd often hear stories as well then about farmers. Uh, d- uh, there'd be a hare in the field all day with their cattle, mm-hmm. and when they'd bring them in in the evening then to milk, the cows would be dry. There would be no milk. So um, the fairies then, would, by the way, turned into um, the hares. You know, so it's amazing. Um, it's, it is amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. And you know, look, um, it's part of our folklore. Like if you listen, like people people tell stories about that kind of stuff all the time. Like you know, yeah. um, in terms of history, like people probably would throw a skeptical eye to that stuff. But that's still what people believed. You know, and they lived their lives around it. Yeah. You know, so it's fascinating as well. I'm sure it is like yeah it is because all that stuff uh, came from that it formed our beliefs like you know yeah. and um often like p- people would be afraid of the fairies that uh, newborn children would never be left alone in a house and um in case they'd be taken and the uh, changing left in their place mm-hmm. so the fairies were afraid of iron and that's why uh you would they always put the the tongs from the fire across the cradle to stop the fairies uh, taking the children Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Same with horseshoes. Like when horseshoes were placed over doors, horseshoes are made of iron. So evil spirits were afraid of iron. So that's why the horseshoe was placed over doors as well. Yeah. So there's all that kind of stuff. And you see, people. You say to people, do they believe in that stuff? They don't. And yet, uh, people still uh, have their own kind of look, uh, looky charms, and they have. They still put horseshoes up over the door when women or uh, people are married. Uh, they give horseshoes as uh, as good luck charms, yeah, like you yeah. know. So there's all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's, it's nice still to have a bit of that. In, but sure, it is. Life, you know? It is. Yeah. It is. Like you know, it's kind of something uniquely Irish as well. You know, yeah. I'm sure if you go to other countries, they don't have that. Like, but yeah. um, I think it's something that's uniquely Irish. Like so. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Tom, I let you get back to going 
going to give this talk, but it's very interesting. And thanks for your time. No bother at all. Thanks, Kyla. Thanks for being on.